Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of the We Only Do One Take podcast. It's uh, Kieran here. I hope you're doing well. And uh, exciting this week. Turch isn't going to yell at me much because I'm now drinking. I've got a bit of a cold, but I'm drinking tea <laughs> in a spillable. Spillable, spillable, <laughs> spillable proof <laughs> mug, which means I won't spill it over the equipment, which is very, 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 very good. And joining me once again, as uh, as always, is Mr. Turchy the Wurchy Lurch. Thank you so much. I've been Kira. working very hard on that. I was that gonna name. say, like, you work just as hard on my introductions that I work on your introductions. <laughs> it can really, you can really tell. And you've got a cold. That's, I do, I, I do. That's very unfortunate. I remember when I had a really sore throat, you made me talk far too much. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what's happening this week? <laughs> I'll be doing all the talking. Uh, no, because I've been pumping vitamin C into my body. That's a, good. Bit of a vitamin C skeptic, oh, yeah. but I've been pumping the vitamin C yep. and I haven't, because you know when you have to, because it's water soluble, right? So you piss it out. Yep. I know when I've had too much vitamin C in the past and I piss it out, right? Because like, your, vi- your pee looks like oranges? Yeah, but my <laughs> pee at the moment is... Like, I think my body needs it, if that mm. makes sense. There's no different, There's no different colour. The colour change hasn't occurred that much. I'm sorry, listeners, you've opened... <laughs> you've, you've tuned into this podcast and we're talking about the colour of my piss. Now, by the way, you want your pee to be um, clear in colour. Yeah. If you're not taking any vitamin supplements. Yeah, Because yeah. that means you're drinking enough water. Yeah. What colour is your pee, Turch? I, I'm actually pretty good at this. It's something that I had to really work on when I started to get back into fitness and stuff like that was to drink enough water. Mm-hmm. And I, I really make an effort to drink enough water. That's something. I, I do have a big bottle of water on my desk and I try yeah. to fill it up. Like it's 800 mil ones, like a little big water bottle. Ah, right. I try to fill that up twice, twice a day. Yeah, twice, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Twice, a, twice a day. Or at least, you know, try to get it twice a day during the work. And that's probably too much, but yeah. But you know what? It's good. Like if you're going to get up to pee, mm. it's also you standing up. So it gives me an excuse to walk around the office a the little bit. The problem there is, right, when you, you're not used to drinking that much water and yep. then you make that transition and then everyone's like, geez, what yeah. medical condition does he have? Yeah. That's okay because then people think that you're sick. Oh, it, potentially. Yeah, that's right. Potentially. And then when you take a day off, everyone's like, oh, that guy was real sick. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. A kid the other day came up to me and said, something's wrong, my piss is clear. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to deal with any of that. <laughs> uh, it was hilarious. It was... Uh, I was like, so you only have a rant for us? Oh, uh, I do have a rant. And, and a story, I hope. And uh, you're going to... You, I think you're going to aspire to this rant. <laughs> aspire is sort of the wrong word. I think you're going to connect to this rant. That's good. I'm feeling both. I'm feeling the... The love at the moment, <laughs> the, the sickly love from the across the table. Oh, this is bad. I've had man flu. It has been terrible. If you don't want even to send, have a girlfriend to help you out with that, I know. If you want to send your donations mm. to Kieran has man flu at the We Only Do One Take podcast, I will sincerely take it. Have I ever told you if I end up in hospital, what I want you to do? No. What would, What do you want me to do apart from get all the recording equipment there? <laughs> <laughs> Like if I'm in hospital, we're recording. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I don't care if I'm in ICU. You're bringing that shit in. Do you know how many times I I, uh, <laughs> I tease Jess and say that at the wedding, if we ever do get married, we're rec- and it's <laughs> doing a, a live episode. And it's on a Tuesday. We're <laughs> yeah, definitely <dude>. recording. <laughs> no, uh, we'll just do like a bonus episode. The oh, wedding. Yes, a boat. Because I can imagine you like because I don't know. I will uh, commentate the I'll, entire no, no, thing. No, no, no. I'll just uh, most uh, some people that have listened to earlier episodes know that. 
if Jess and I ever do get married, Kieran is going to be like the celebrant. The celebrant. And then the MC later on. But all I want him to do, I'm going to try to change his role a little bit and just sit, set up the table with the podcast. Yeah. And he can drink and all the wogs can come and he can interview them all. <laughs> that and is, record them all. That is brilliant. I think it's funny. And it's way better than a, uh, like, you know, I could just hear my little, little nonna with giant headphones on trying to talk into a microphone, trying to tell <laughs> you about how beautiful the, beautiful the bride, beautiful bride, beautiful groom. Andy, he's a beautiful boy. And come to make a beautiful babies. <laughs> Things like that. I always aspire at weddings to make sure that I always, if there's always a video camera around, yeah. to make sure that I've got the 11 o'clock shift. Oh, I was going to say, uh, you've done that at another person's wedding, but you also were eating lots of dessert that day. <laughs> I was eating a lot of dessert. Um, but yes, no, I always make wink, sure... Wink, wink, get- what, co- what the code word of dessert is. Uh, friends will know what that is. No, but I always aspire because that's when that's when the real money is. That's that's when the real entertainment is, and everyone is absolutely shit faced. Yep. And then it's sort of like you know cops, but cops adult version or or what's that? Cops up late. I don't know. I'm, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know cops I mean. after dark. That's it. It's a bit like that. that. It's like <laughs> that wedding after dark with Kieran. <laughs> oh. So anyway, your rant. If you couldn't have if you couldn't have told, I'm trying to. Uh, not get to the rant. <laughs> <laughs> Someone didn't prepare a rant. <laughs> no, no, I've got a rant. I've got okay, a rant. Okay. It's it's not a big rant. Um, I look. I'm just very disappointed in the light bulb industry. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Number one. I, I think I know where this is sort of going. <laughs> Number one. They don't make light bulbs that last, right? Well, yeah, it's a conspiracy. Have you heard that one? So no. basically, they make them that they break. So yep. you have to buy more. What's the point of them building a light bulb that never breaks? You well, never have to buy another one. Yeah, that's fair enough. You know, like if I was a business person, <laughs> I'd make them break too. Yeah, well, yeah. But from a consumer point of view, terrible. I'm very disappointed. And then number two, I'm very disappointed they haven't got me on a subscription model where I pay every year and they send me my light bulbs. For the how many that light bulbs do you need? I don't know. Well, I need two right now. I was going to say. So we're in the studio. I was going to say we're in the, the studio, professional studio, studio in candlelight. Yes, and it's week four of this now. <laughs> the, and every you know time what? we had proper guests on for our first episode back for the season, and since then we have not had lights. <laughs> and then I only come back in here when we record. And then every like last night, like today, I was like, "There's something I need to do, and I can't. I don't know what it is." Oh, and then bulbs. and then ten minutes before you turned up, I came in to you know to set up, and I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, I forgot the light bulbs." So you- I'm disappointed. My rant is that light bulbs aren't made to last, and it's very disappointing. He's gonna go down to Bunnings, mate. Go down on a Saturday, pick up pick up pick up a snag on the way. Yeah, I know you like your, I know you like your snags. Yeah, now we're talking. Now we're yeah. talking. You know, help out how about the Rotary Club or whatever whoever's uh, hosting Be- best snag I ever had. Eagle Bar Latrobe. Eagle Bar Latrobe. And that's where we met. That's where we met. That is. <laughs> that is. I feel like there should be a reunion there. Oh, I don't know if we can get in. I think we're all a little bit too old, but we should organize an Eagle Bar reunion with all the people. So, well, someone's got to get us in because we uh, we can need a student card. Oh, I think I'll see if my brother's up for that. <laughs> oh, your brother? Oh, fantastic. We'll just force him to go. By the way, fun fact. The world's longest lasting light bulb is the Centennial Light located at 4,550 East Avenue, Livermore, California. There you go. It is maintained by the Livermore Plelostan Fire Department. Yep. The fire department... Compl- com- 
claims that the bulb is at least 116 years old, installed in 1901, and has only been turned off a handful of times. Is it? I think it's like guitar amps, like with the the, the, the valves in them, because they're basically like just just bulbs. I think if you keep them on, it's better than turning them on and off with those yeah. kind of like old style of bulbs because mm-hmm. they work better when they heat up to a certain certain degree. Like with amplifiers, like valve amplifiers, or um, if they're on for long periods of time, they mm-hmm. actually warm up a little bit and they actually do sound better. That That's the myth anyway. Like some people say it doesn't matter at all, but I feel like if I turn on my amplifier... Um, my orange Rockerverb MK2 uh, orange amplifiers, please sponsor our podcast. I need more amps. Um, if I leave it on for a little bit, it does sound a, a lot better. That's great. Can you tell me that when I'm trying to fall asleep tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Always, buddy. Wait till you hear what it sounds like. Oh, oh, Kieran. oh I'm editing. I'm going to put a ding sound in there. <laughs> hey, Kieran, do you want to talk about the wage gap? <laughs> The wage gap? What wage gap? Oh, okay. So... The wage gap? Yes. As CEO, I'm paid more than you in this podcast. So, I understand the plight of women. As the CEO, I'm paid more than you on this podcast. Okay, so every every so often I see more and more... I see an article come up about the wage gap. Mm-hmm. And I'm not... I'm going to put on record that I do believe that the wage gap does exist to a degree... But I don't think it's for the reasons that people say it is or the disparity that people think it is. Okay. Now, the wage gap between you and I is huge. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And that's because you have a smaller penis. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dagger out. <laughs> so, no, but so an, an article came out this week and it actually got. I was going to bring this in as a rant and then I realised it was your week for rant but I'm going to talk about it too because I know that you're sort of interested in this sort of stuff in order to the psychological effects of this sort of thing because they bring up some points and I want to talk to you about. Okay. So the article's headline is Men Should Work Less to to Close Gender Gap says Think Tank. And for me, like I read this right and straight straight away I'm like that's let's just... Hang on a second. Is this saying that we need to work less? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, oh, that's fine. But but that's just a weird... I will do that. In fact, I will work less by allowing you to edit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, but for me, I read that headline and I just thought that's just a really weird way to say men work more hours than women do. Mm. So that's off the bat. Okay. I went through this article and Who, it just... Who's, who's the think tank? I, uh, I, did, I did read it. One sec. It's the IPPR. It is... One second. Do, 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 do. Uh, it doesn't actually say who I PPR actually are. It just sort of says that they did this study. There you go. <laughs> All right, cool. Just quizzing. Well done. Sorry. I read my articles I did, this week, I, so I'm ready to be quizzed. <laughs> I, did, I did read it and then I... Oh, the uh, Institute for Public Policy Research. Oh, there you go. So, is the UK's leading progressive think tank. That's right. So, for, Okay, they're already reading some bells. But they brought up a whole bunch of points in this article, which for me would explain why there is a disparity between men's wages mm. and women's wages. So in this article... They're saying that men are more senior in higher pay of paying versions of roles than the, than their women counterparts. 
So that's obviously a discrepancy. And I'm like, okay, well, look, if people got the same skills, they should be hired for the same job. Yeah, okay. Makes, yep. you know, you know, uh, yeah. The think tank pointed out that mother motherhood, the motherhood penalty. That the motherhood penalty just means like you know women go off, they take some time off to to, to have a child, raise the child most likely. Yeah, this that, and then because of that, they suffer in the workplace because they won't get the promotions as quick as their male counterpart who doesn't take that time off. Yeah, but I'm like, if a man just goes off on leave for a year. Obviously, he's not going to get the promotion if the woman stays. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's obviously like for me, that's like a not like you can't really look at that. Like you know, if you're saying, "Oh, I'm not earning as much as someone else," well, it's like yeah, but if anyone hasn't been working for a year, of course you're not going to be earning as much as someone else because they've got a year of more experience than you. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm like okay, yeah, that's a pretty null and void thing, but that's proving that the wage gap exists for a reason. Yes. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, it, it just makes common sense if if you take gender out of it for a second. Yeah, this is and what you I'm just saying. Look, and you just look at hours people work compared well, to hours people don't work. The more hours you get, the more hours you work, the more experience you get. The more experience you have, the more likely you that you are probably to get a promotion. That's right. Or to go up, and to this go up is what, the chain. And this is what it's saying here. Like the, the headline saying men should work less hours to close the gender gap. Just for me, almost says men are working more hours than women off the bat. Yes. Because if they were being competitive, the women would be working just as many hours as the men. Work, well, to, well, it, to a it, degree. Like, you know, this is very big, brash generalizations. Oh, huge generalizations. Right. So I, I went away. Um, at the, this is a this is, a, is an example. Yeah. I, I went away to do a four-day business workshop. Yeah. Right? Startup entrepreneurial workshop, which was fantastic. Yeah. Program, program coordinator's female. It's nice tea. Who's, thank you. It is nice tea. By the Sorry, way. Sorry, Kira made me a very nice tea and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> Tonight's podcast is brought to you by tea. Turch is drinking this beautiful tea, which is homemade. It's actually diplomat tea. That's diplomat. But the secret ingredient is North Queensland from the town Bowen, Bowen Honey. It's That's nice. natural honey. Natural honey costs $6 for 500 grams from the Bowen That's Sunday Market. There you go. That is done by the Lions Club. That's Bowen Honey in your Diplomat Tea. That's the second Rotary Club that we've... <laughs> second club that we've already promoted on this podcast. But anyway, you wrote a uh, business oh, yeah, training so, course. Yeah. So I was at a business training course, right? Now, program coordinator is running this... Uh, is female and she's she's done a fantastic job by the yeah. way. And I've actually gone to a few events. And what's really what's been really great to see is it, it, how diverse yeah. everyone in the room is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? How how diverse. Uh, now she now she I I assume that she wants to climb up the ladder in well, the yeah. in the cor- corporate right. But she, she she did not need to attend because we did it on Saturday and Sunday. So she did not need to be there, hmm. right? And getting emails from her and all that kind of stuff leading up to it. And after the event, she is working till about midnight every night. Yeah. But, she's, but, she's come to, she's come there to this Saturday, Sunday. She's been there from 8am and then we've had drinks and done other things and socialized, whatever. She's joined us Saturday night. I think we finished at about 9, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Right. Which that's, some al- of, that's already a 12, 13 hour day. Some of us wanted to stay longer and apply the skills. Yeah. And she's like, yep, venue's here and yep. stayed there and worked with us on these ideas and then Sunday morning, she's there at 8 a.m., like, well, before, but mm. we turn up at about 8.30. I, I got there at 8. 
She's already there, mm-hmm. um, wanting to apply more skills. She's there answering questions. She's working her ass off. Yeah. And I say, like... That's great. Good. But, she, but you know, she's motivated. She wants to do it. Good on her. And I just... I'm, I'm sure her experience is going to be... Uh, uh, um, no, no, it's going to be... Um, Noticed, yeah, by the higher but, ups. But that's the thing. Like you know, if you're doing more work, you're probably going to get noticed more. Mm. Like off the bat, you, you know, and she's not a person. I work a nine to five job. Yeah, that's not her mentality. No, her mentality is, is I work until the job's done. Yes, and that's a very different mentality than mo- than most people. And that's really great to see. I'm just going to go, keep going through this article. Sorry, I'm trying to head back to it because they say some stuff here. Like I said at the beginning of this, a little little spiel. I do believe this this gap exists. I just don't think it's there for the reasons. And, and like I said, like that. You, you look at work hours well, and experience. At, well, there's, there's a whole bunch of things, but not even that. You can say job type yep. is perfect. Yeah. You know, or look, great example, you like going on work hours. Let's just say someone's earning $100,000 a year and someone's working eight, earning $80,000 a year. One is higher level than another, obviously the one that earns more. But if that one that earns more works four days a week now they're down to eighty thousand dollars a year but technically that would what do you count that as do you say oh the woman is earning less than a man or do you say it's or the the person that's working less time is earning you know that all should be taken into account and 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 equalized well the study the, uh, uh, the one thing i know from a research degree is that a lot of people don't clean the data well, if that and that makes like that's making those corrections of going. Hang on a second. Yeah, I've got someone who's working eighty percent, and I'm going to chuck them in my my yeah. analysis yeah. of those that are working a hundred percent. You can't do it. No, gotta, that's right. You've got to rectify that problem, or you've got to do a, a well, different analyses. Exactly right. And people people don't do that. People no. that's it. That, no, that's, and that's right. why we get these and, fudged data that comes out. Yeah, because I think right now I think that like I think the usual standard figure. Of what the this discrepancy is, disparity is sorry between men and women salaries is like twenty seven percent. Like you know that's like the media. I think Barack Obama back in the day said it as well. And like for me, like I've said this many times, if my partner or my mum was earning twenty seven percent less, like I would be upset. But I know that they're not because mm-hmm. because otherwise they wouldn't work at those jobs. Oh yeah, you know, and I think, but but this is the like this is a corporate's a little bit different, but I think one of the areas that you'd look at nursing, nursing is probably a female dominated industry, yeah. right? And it would be interesting to see what um, and and to follow the trajectory along, what a grad nurse is paid, mm. right? Males versus females, and then to look at um, the further qualifications people get after that, yeah, as well. Now I've got no, I've got, I don't have the no, data no, in front of yeah, me, so yeah, I can't yeah. make that. But that would be an interesting, that would be an interesting one to see, and really dive into that data. Well, here's another one, right? And this is the only thing I think that really makes a difference to the pay disparity. Mm-hmm. Okay, even this think tank has stated that women are less likely to negotiate salaries when starting a new job. What was that? women are less likely to negotiate salaries when starting a job. And I think, but I think we know that it's not women. I think we know that it's the personality trait agreeableness. That's right. That's and right. more women are more likely to have agreeableness. Again, it's all in generalizations. Yeah. Yeah. But th- that's just a, I wouldn't say it's the gender thing. I would say it's the personality that's trait. That's right. But women obviously 
more likely not to negotiate. That's yeah. that's a kind of thing. That yeah. they, whereas a guy is more confrontational, just on a general sort of thing, because we all know people that are not like that. We know people that are highly confrontational, like my whole family. Um, but that's the thing. So so even they've stated that, but I think that's going to be the biggest thing that's driving the discrepancy between male and female uh, salaries. Yeah. Yeah, right. If you're going to talk about it, because everything else you have to equalize, like you said, for all the variables, whether that's experience, even age, even qualifications. qualifications. There's a whole bunch of things. I think that one there, this whole thing. Ability, for some industries, ability to negotiate. Yeah. And well, I, that's right. I mean, if you're in a contract negotiation role and you can't even negotiate contract negotiate your own salary to be higher than... Which you always go for because it's not a personal deal. It's a business deal, no, that's right? That's right. And if I was to employ you, right, and you said... In my mind, I might go, cool, I'm going to pay Church up to $200,000 for this role yeah. because... Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's that, what I put aside for it. Yeah, that's what I put aside for an industry, whatever. And then, but Church comes in and goes, oh, yeah, and I go, how much you, how much you know, mm. how much do you think you're worth? And you say... If I just go like, you know, lowball and go 100, you're, of course you're going to hire me. I'm going to hire you at 100. But if I go... I've got, a, I've got an extra 100 grand that's in right. my pocket. That's right, but if I go 100, 250, that's when the negotiation begins. Yeah. And I don't think people value themselves as much as they should value themselves. Yeah. And I think one thing that I really, I I learned... I'll I'll put it this way, right? I've got my own company being set up and I've sort of done a three-year, a three-year plan. Yeah. So now whether I get down to this, this project or not and and whether that happens, right? But I went, I will really need like an educator or a teacher on board Mm. because I really need to, really need to understand someone who understands, understands children. Yeah. Right. And I'm looking at going, so I've done some financial modeling and I've gone, wow, from what I, if this could get out to market and a lot of, there's a lot of things that get in the way before this happens, but if this got out to market and if this could get out and and these are the numbers that we think that we could get to, right? uh, I would be saying that teacher or that professional who could guide app developers is probably worth $250,000 to $350,000 a year. Yeah. Just by a change of role. Yeah. Now, there's no way a teacher makes that money. No, absolutely not. And you'd be very hard-pressed to find a teacher. And I, this is another thing, and going on for that, this is that job choice thing. I reckon a lot of teachers who are working, knowing that my mum's a teacher, wouldn't leave the teaching profession to go into private sector. Mm. And that's a really interesting thing as well. So you'd almost be better off grabbing a grad Pay him oh, 60, 70K uh, yeah. and, and, and work it out that way because you'll get probably... two grads to bounce their ideas off each yeah. other. But I would be going, I'd be going, no, I'd want someone with the experience, experience yeah. the experience that they can draw from because there's so much thing, cool things that can happen in the technology industry. And yeah, just based off some financial modeling, going, yep. that's how much they're probably worth a year. Yeah. No, no doubt. The value I, that they would bring. I, no doubt. And I think... And I've but I'm not going to give that secret away. No. And I was going to say, I've, I've, I've said this many a time, I think that what shot teachers in the foot with their salary is, the, is their union. Because I think that if they didn't have a union, mm. I think union had a place at one point in time. I don't think it's right now. But like I said, so just going back to this article, I, I'm, I'm sort, I think everyone's sort of sick, going to be sick of. I think a lot of people have turned off. <laughs> but I just think that it's really disgusting that the way that they're still p- promoting this without giving a proper detail of about why there is a gap between men and women's salaries and pay and wages. Oh, they'll just go on the bloody narrative. 
and without, it's pretty without, disgusting without going into into the wine. And detail. I think and I think the fact that they're using um, pay rather than salary mm. is is a really tricky thing that they're doing by saying pay like that's just how much you get after you know you pay your tax. Wage is a completely different, or salary is a completely different word because it involves all those things of your experience, your education, this and that. Whereas pay is just, you know, I get paid. It's very different. It's just a tricky sort of thing. Anyway, interesting sort of article, but they're saying here, like, you know, they should allow for other people, other colleagues to negotiate on their behalf. No, which is is stupid. People should work as much or as little as they want. And uh, many roles need to be flexible and more senior roles need to offer a job share, which I don't think, I think as, as a senior role, I don't think any senior role can really be job shared because the reason why you put someone in a position of power is to put them in a position of power not to share. Really, really interesting. I FaceTimed uh, a guy from Airbnb, the general manager of Airbnb, yep. right on the weekend, which was pretty cool. We are trying to get SpaceX. Yep. I really wanted to like, <laughs> like, link up with Elon Musk, but it didn't happen. But we met with some guy who was, who was like 2IC or whatever at um, Airbnb. Um, and their, you know, their company culture, right? They said it doesn't matter if you're the janitor, you can find out anything you want at Airbnb's culture. Mm. Like they've got like this this policy or this this work culture, just which open is, open door sort of. You thing. want to know the financial modelling? Cool. You can come into the meeting or come and ask the person, which is a really um, really interesting culture. Anyway, Turch, I've got an article for you. Oh, that's. That's good because that was a bit heavy. <laughs> the rest of my articles are fun, people. Actually, speaking of fun, stick around to, for after this because um, I actually uh, we've been trying to do this for a long time, but lots of people have been asking, "Can I rant with you guys?" And we, we try to get people on the show, but we know that we can't always get people on the show. So, because some people decide to live in Sydney, <laughs> and Sydney, as we know, is a horrible place to live. <laughs> But not just James. that, there's, there's other, other, other reasons. <laughs> as that. So people have actually contacted me and said, hey... And Which is very smart because very I would smart, never respond. Yeah. Yes. And said, hey, look, you know, uh, you know, what can we do to the show? And then I contact them to, hey, look, you know... So people have actually recorded their own rants. No way. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be playing those after the, after the episode sort of done. So once the, uh, the outro song is played, we'll... Uh, We'll listen to some of their rants. Fantastic. So stick around. Definitely stick around. You might hear your voice on our show. <laughs> Church. Yes. Have you done anything 30,000 times? Uh, not that I could say on. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. No, come on. Come on. Uh, so have you done anything 30,000 times? I don't know. I've probably paid, played guitar 30,000 minutes. <laughs> um. I can't think of anything I've done 30,000 times. Okay. Man eats his 30,000 Big Mac since 1972. <laughs> My first question is, how the fuck are you tracking that? And why are you He's tracking very that? autistic. <laughs> <laughs> Don Gorsk, who says his blood pressure and cholesterol are normal, has eaten almost two burgers a day since 1972. Oh, there you go. A man who says a Big Mac is his perfect food has now eaten 30,000 of McDonald's burgers. I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of him. This one is a biggie for me. Retired prison officer Don Gorsk said as he reached the culinary milestone in Wisconsin. It is something he'd been looking forward to, local media reported, according... (laughs) 
According to the local media, the 64-year-old Big Mac maniac gave a half-hour presentation. What? A half... A half-hour presentation to a crowd that gathered to watch him consume the milestone meal. He scoffed all the beef patty with special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, and onions on a sesame seed bun at the restaurant where he had his first. That's amazing. You know what's even funnier? Yeah, what's that? By the time this episode comes out, this would have been up on our Instagram account. For people oh, to have a read. No, so no, there no. you go. I, we, I doubled, we doubled up. It doubled up. <laughs> now that's all good because people, by the time people, like your publicists and this and this, it would have only just gone up not too long ago. Sorry, I, I saw that and I was like, that just looks bloody awesome. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Like, so 30,000 to 50,000. So, what's that? Like, it's from 1972. So that's taking him, what, 46 years or 45 years. Something. Something like that. That's a fair effort. And he said his cholesterol and blood pressure and all that sort of stuff is good. Ah, normal. You know what? Uh, have you ever seen a... Have you, uh, what's it called? Super Size Me? Yeah, I've seen Super Size Me. So, so really interesting. I, I watched this other documentary this guy made because he was sort of a bit sceptical of the whole Super Size Me thing. Yeah, right. Okay. So this guy was like an ex-computer programmer and stuff like that and decided to do the test on himself. So he went to the doctors. and So what he did was... He decided to only eat McDonald's and fast food and keep a calorie log of everything mm-hmm. and show the cal- calorie log. And it's available on his website. I think the documentary he made was called Fathead. So he wanted to show that you could actually live a very healthy life by only eating fast food. Uh, and? Because one of the things that he found out from the Super Size Me documentary was that the guy who did it mm. never showed what he actually ate every day yeah so his basic rule was oh every time they say would you like to supersize that he has to say yes yeah and the guy was like you know he said he ate like twelve thousand calories or something stupid a day or something crazy. he goes there's no way unless he was eating like four burgers mm-hmm. like four burgers like each meal like or something stupid like that yeah like according to the nutritional at the time that he was doing his. So he goes, well, if, what can I do to to prove that, you know, you can actually eat healthily? And he went to McDonald's, ate all the, like, the Big Macs and the Quarter Pounders and, you know, like at Wendy's Burgers because he's in the USA and stuff like that. And he actually, like his cholesterol went down. He actually lost like four pounds over a month, which is not much, but he wasn't doing anything else different. He was just eating McDonald's and walking like he's standard like two miles a day. Well, there you go. So I'll have to watch that documentary. It's, it's pretty good. It's, it was on YouTube if anyone wants to check it out. But it, I just found it really interesting because there's that whole thing, and even on the Wikipedia page for uh, Super Size Me, that one of the the controversies is that he's never actually released his food log. To like any- the Stanford Prison Experiment. Yeah. Never been published. Yeah. yeah. Just interesting. Interesting, different, a different perspective of uh, of food. Of food, yeah. I can't eat too many McDonald's burgers anymore. I'm just sort of, I feel fat already. <laughs> <laughs> just thirty thousand would kill me. Uh, what is the weirdest thing apart from me that you've ever argued with? <laughs> uh, I would have to say a dolphin. So, what? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, before we start this story. <laughs> Where did you argue with a dolphin and what about? <laughs> um, well, let's. how long do you have? We have uh, <laughs> two, you're done. <laughs> um, well, 
um, I've never argued with a dolphin, but I just wanted to see if I said dolphin, whether I would get a response. You and, absolutely got the wrong response. And because um, that was funny, because you were a little bit like, oh, Kieran said something. Uh, blah, blah. Hang on a second. <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> sorry, I've never. Sorry to listen. Well, look, a resident in um, Lorac in the, near the Swiss border called the emergency number on Monday to report his concerns about loud shouting from his next door apartment that had been going on for some time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I read this article. Oh, there you go. So on Tuesday, the officer was sent to the scene and found the large, large, uh, loud and large argument that was going on between a 22-year-old man and a parrot. <laughs> the man told him that he'd been annoyed with the bird, which belonged to his girlfriend. The parrot responded to being shouted at with loud noises of its own. Police said it couldn't speak, but it could bark like a dog. <laughs> No one was hurt, and the officers left. If I was the police officer <laughs> at that, uh, I would have gone, oh, this is a two to three hour job <laughs> to stand around here to investigate. Oh. Man, we're going to need donuts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. By the way, Krispy Kreme is open up in Faulkner. There you go. There you go. There People the get out there. Yeah. There but how good is that? Like, I, I, I've fought with animals before like you know i've got a little puppy and i'm dolphins fighting her dolphins obviously. oh let's get a puppy update <laughs> a puppy update she is learning how to use the bathroom outside she went i took her for her first i i took her for the first walk today yeah and, she and did shanequa like it she ruby uh <laughs> she is liking it but she's not liking it at the same time because she doesn't like the harness because she's not used to it uh, but she does like playing outside and she is teething like a motherfucker and my hands kind of hurt because <laughs> she keeps trying to bite my hands I see. and my socks. But she's great. Um, maybe I'll post another photo of her. She's, she's growing up. She's looking really good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But like I said, I've never fought with a bird apart from my girlfriend. And like, I, I didn't... Now, tell me about your fights with Jess. Come on. <laughs> Reveal all. We, the Reveal, listeners... Uh, the podcast listeners are I can't even remember valued. The, I can't, are valued listeners. I can't even remember the last time we had a want to hear fi- hear about this. I can't remember the last time we had a proper fight about anything. We're pretty good. Like we're too lazy to fight. Like you know me, you know Jess. That's <laughs> just like yeah, whatever. Like we get angry. No, what? I don't get angry at her. She uh-huh. just gets angry at me because I'm doing something stupid. <laughs> okay, and and what would you be doing stupid? I'm probably breaking my finger, doing a podcast, uh, going out with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there. there. She gets angry when you go out with me. No, nah, no, nah, she doesn't care. She just as long as I don't throw. Actually, did I ever tell you the story? Um, I went out to a, a Bucks night, and okay. it was it was a great night, and this and that. And uh, Jess was meant to have some girls over to <laughs> just. To do girl things, yeah, just do girl things. I don't know as what they Howard do. Stern would you know, say, uh, try on lingerie, make out, do, as, as Howard fights, and as stuff Howard like that. Stern would say, lesbianic sex. That's right, that's yeah. right. So I came back. So we, I went out. Uh, we saw we saw boobs as you do, and uh, we, we, played, we went go karting, and we went, and then saw some more boobs. And then we, you know we went, went to have some more drinks, and then it was like three o'clock in the morning. Got a kebab, and I went home. And yeah. I got back and I'm eating my kebab and I'm very happy because I'm just like, yep, everyone, I had a good night. Now tell me about the kebab. What what was it? Was it? A- it was a stand the man. Stand the man. <laughs> so and, and tell our American listeners what's in a stand the man. A stand the man is, uh, I guess, it's a souvlaki on Turkish bread from this place in uh, in Brunswick, which is one of it, made did by you, uh, did, definitely a Greek man. He did, ha- did you get chips in it? 
Yeah, that's like the only my only exception with eating chips. Yeah, and they only got the handful. And, but and lots, sauce? What sauce did you get? No, I get the standard man. So it's got the tzatziki. Yeah, it's got the uh, the lemon juice. Uh-huh. It's got the the chips, the lettuce, tomato, the onion, and the and the lamb or chicken. Always a lamb. No, I say I'm a mixed man. You're a mixed man. I know that, and it comes with the Greek feta. Uh, the that's Greek what feta. Yeah. So I come home. I'm happy. I'm eating a kebab. Oh, and, and I I have been in your place many a times. <laughs> I know that feeling yeah. of contentment. Yeah, yeah. And then to Jess opens the door, looks at me. And I've never seen a, a girl more angry because she had a really bad night. Her friend threw up. One left. The other one was on the, on the couch sleeping because she threw up. And she, oh, this is the one where she was <laughs> bored out of her brain. Bored out of her yeah. brain. She comes up to me. So I'm all happy. <laughs> Having a good time. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have a nap. It's great. Eating a kebab. And then she looks at me and goes, why didn't you get me a kebab? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why didn't you get her a kebab? That is, and I thought, you'd be asleep. <laughs> You had cheese and wine all night. <laughs> like, you know, didn't get me any cheese and wine. And I, that's the last fight we probably, <laughs> probably had. I'm a, I, I love cheese. I absolutely... You put a cheese platter in front of me and I will eat it. Yeah. But I will fart like a motherfucker <laughs> the next day. Like, ladies, be you, Ladies, you're single. And if you'd like to, <laughs> to, eat, to contact Kieran, uh, send us, drop us a line on the We Lady One Take podcast. And uh, we will get you in contact with you. Maybe we'll do like a dating show. We'll have uh, three le- lovely ladies up here. Oh, podcast dating show. Podcast dating show. There we right go. Right after our Christian show, which we plan to do with you. With um, so that sounded like a very magical moment. It was that, lovely. That you had with Jess in your argument. Yeah, no, we're all right now. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about other magical moments. Yes. Did you like my segue there? It was fantastic. Thank you. Um, actually, just say something random and I'll try and segue it into what we're talking about. Please. Um, would you like to do the next article? I am doing the next article, but <laughs> okay, I just give me a random go. topic. Oh, was that the? Was <laughs> that, that was the segue. <laughs> yeah, give me something else. Give me uh, a harder okay, challenge. Okay, then. So anyway, uh, Kieran, have you plugged in the the snippets? Ah, uh, well, snippets are very magical, and so is this next article. Magical moment as man clock. What the fuck is a snip? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a computer term. <laughs> Oh, okay. uh, anyway. Magical moment as man <laughs> clocks more than 100 miles per hour in shed on wheels. Oh, I, I saw I saw this headline and I didn't click on the article, so please tell me what's going on. <laughs> I just loved it for the photo. Kevin Nix has got a very fast shed and on Saturday <laughs> broke his own record, taking it to 101 miles per hour. Is this guy Australian? A, please tell me he's Australian. On a beach in Wales. Ah. Oh. A man has driven a motorised shed more than 100 miles per hour. Owner Kevin Nick said it felt marvellous to break his previous 80 mile per hour record. Oh, Kevin, he, <laughs> Kevin clocked 101 miles per hour on Saturday afternoon, a new record in what he believed to be the only road legal shed in the world. It couldn't have gone any better. I'm so happy, the 53-year-old gardener told the BBC. That's fantastic. You can just tell that he has a very caring wife <laughs> like you know when guys go I'm gonna go to the shed and tinker he tinkered on the shed <laughs> he did yeah, indeed that's pretty good I wonder if he has all these tools in there too is it just like a shell with wheels or is it like inside can he actually like well wait there's more of the article it's more of the article it's good I love Kevin it. from Chippington Norton in Oxshire spent more than 13,000 pounds building his wooden wheels turbocharged the shed 
uh, is kitted out with a 400 brake horsepower engine, which is more powerful than some sport. Wow, 400 horsepower. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Shit, that's... That's decent. Yeah. Kevin explained he had the idea of driving a shed around in 2015 when his old Volkswagen sat on his driveway broken. The father of one spent the next 12 months, well, clearly that one child is not getting any attention, <laughs> making a shed roadworthy so he could take his daughter to school and pop to the shops. <laughs> <laughs> he added, I did everything. Built the shed, connected the engine, built the chassis. That's pretty good. It's as, e- like, as I'm not a handy guy at all, I can't like build a car or do it, anything like that. He's now in the Guinness World Records. And well, it's it has got to a, be. Fastest, fastest shed. And it's got an Audi engine. That's not bad. Well, that, that explains the 400 horsepower. That's not bad. Well, you know. So, wait, he takes this vehicle. So, when he has an argument with his wife and he gets kicked out. <laughs> he can he, drive away with his shed. He's still got his shed. He's still <laughs> got his man cave. Oh, that's... That's brilliant. That's fan. That's fantastic. I mean, so, but uh, go back. There was something in there that really like made me feel really warm inside. He drives his daughter to school and goes <laughs> to the shops. Yep, I would love to be dropped off at school in that. Yeah, but can you imagine the daughter? She, I'm sure she's just as thrilled. That's <laughs> what? What's your dad doing? He's father. driving the shed. Well, it depends how old the kid is, right? Yeah, a uh, fifty-three. Where so- do you park it? <laughs> Like, usually you put the car in the shed. Do you put that in a bigger shed or do you just put it in the backyard? Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, just uh, more questions. Do you know what? If I was like, if you had like a child under 10, that would be amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Build a rocket ship. Over 10, it's like, fuck off. It's like that, what's that, uh, that guy who's a flat earther. And yeah. he built his own rocket and he was going to go into space to show that the earth was flat. Did you hear about that? Like, yeah. Like, I think we talked about that last week. Uh, we talked about something similar to that. Maybe ah. after the show. Maybe after the show. But um, yeah. But he eventually like decided not to do it because he thought it was too risky. <laughs> like, yeah, mate. That's why you're not going to do it. Ah, oh. uh, hilarious. What do you have for us, Church? Oh well, I got. Uh, being Italian, uh, I like to bring in a pizza story once in a while. So I bought two Ooh. because they're somewhat, <laughs> somewhat related, but they're not. <laughs> but I feel like they are. So. There was an all-you-can-eat pizza festival um, in Notting Hill. By the way, I just want to say, in Melbourne, best meat lovers pizza I've ever had, Don, Antoni- Don Antonio's. Oh, where's that? That is near Niles House. Ah, okay. <laughs> what a landmark. <laughs> high, high Street. There you go. There you go. So anyway, so there was an all-you-can-eat... Oh, which? Which? <laughs> Sorry. I know I keep cutting you off. Uh, <laughs> I might cut out Niles... Part, but um, <laughs> their house is on like Google or something or something something hilarious. I'll just cut this part out. Uh, all right, there we go. Sorry, yeah, and no, a friend of mine, um, their house without giving away where it is, so yeah, people don't go there. They put their house up as a, like a restaurant <laughs> slash nightclub. Oh yeah, like on Google Maps. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they are ranked in their suburb. Number uh, t- <laughs> number ten out of seventeen pubs and bars hey, in their suburb hey. on menu log. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. See, have a check it out. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Would recommend. I think I gave him at least a four out of five stars. Uh, so anyway, I brought in some pizza stories. I know you like your pizza, so. 
Yes, the best pizza is Don Antonio's <laughs> in Reservoir. So there was all-you-can-eat pizza rest, uh, pizza, uh, all-you-can-eat pizza festival in Nottingham Plaza um, in the UK, but they ran out of pizza, <laughs> and they had to apologise to everybody for the lack of pizza. Um, well, then it's not all you can eat. Well, that's that's what everyone was saying and everyone was complaining about. But there's some good news. There's a silver lining because in the UK, going on with that, it's quicker to get go- cocaine delivered to your door than take away pizza. A report <laughs> finds. <laughs> so people living in England, Scotland, can get cocaine delivered to their front door quicker than to take away pizza. A major global drug server has has found more uh- than a third. Of uh, uh, more than a third of a thousand cocaine users surveyed in the UK, plus 500 in Scotland, said they would get their drug delivered within half an hour. And if, uh, the fifth and sixth quickest in the world rankings. This compares to the 12% of people in England and 20% of people of, of Scotland said they would get their pizza delivered in that time. How wow. amazing is that? Do you know, but the drug industry has been... You know how they've got like uh, Uber Eats and Menu Log I and all that kind? Right. They have been doing that... Yeah. A hell forever. of a lot longer, longer. than... Yeah. For cheaper. Than, yeah, then... Um, and they don't have the fancy app. No, that's right. You know, just a, just a, 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 a 1990s flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> if you know someone... Just letting everyone know... Just letting everyone know... If you know someone with a 19, uh, 1990s flip phone... They are a drug dealer, for <laughs> sure. Like, there's just no... Like, not like weed. Well, I'm talking like harder drugs. Because <laughs> they're not going to... Look, if you yeah. see someone who's like 20 and driving a Mercedes, probably a drug dealer. Or an IT, IT guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real real diverse range of people that should be a That should be a true question. Yeah. <laughs> drug dealer or the, IT, IT guy? IT guy, yeah. It's like Bill Gates back in the 60s and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it's pretty good. Like I just like the fact that that like cocaine's obviously illegal. It's like a class one drug m- in most places in the world, and they were able to do a survey. Yeah, <laughs> would you think like most like you know using drug like using cocaine like and obviously purchasing cocaine and getting it delivered to your house? Wouldn't you think like they would just go, hey, we're just gonna arrest them all? I, I I honestly wonder what the police do sometimes. Well, you know what they're going to be doing. They're probably serving our country fine. We know what they're going to be going to be doing soon. What? Well, in the UK, remember we we're talking about ages ago. Pornhub, they're going to sell like they have oh, to sell a license the, 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 to the verification. The verification. Now they're going to sell a verification license to buy pornography from newsstands, and 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 people still do that. People still do that. You know, oh, wow. so they're going to do that now in the UK. No way. So you're going to have a license to do that, even though your 18 year old license wow. says you can do that, which is just funny to me because they're just putting more and more licenses on things. They did it with knives recently as well. Mm. And even think about it, even James Bond needs a license to kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Jesus Christ. All right, all right. I worked on that a little bit. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Kieran, that was Dying a- for sex Well, you know I do have a license to kill <laughs> <laughs> License to kill, dying for sex Frantic mating Driving Australian marsupials to extinction Fr- Wow, okay Frantic, yes The newly discovered uh, Antichinous I can't pronounce it Yeah, it's it's new and is dying Species <laughs> Could die out because of marathon 14 hour sex sessions Scientists in Queensland say mm. 
these scientists have overly watched these marsupials have sex for 14 hours. Well, multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> and multiple people, probably at the same time. Two species of marsupials whose males die after marathon sex sessions. Oh, well, if they die, no wonder why they're having a marathon sex session. <laughs> have been put on Australia's endangered list. That really sucks for the males. Like, honestly, if you could only have sex once, wouldn't you make it a marathon? Well, that's like the black widow spider because it eats its the, the male after they have sex. Like, they only do it once. Oh, really? Yeah. The female... I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. That's one. Wow. And what's, oh, what's that other one? Um, There's another animal that's a bit like that. Like, they just, they just mate once. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's not a very common thing, but mm-hmm. when it does happen, it's it's very out of the ordinary for for an animal to sort of do that. That's amazing. But but the bonobo apes are a bit like on the opposite end of the spectrum. They'll have like massive orgies just because they found like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! No, banana. really, they're full on. They're like the bonobo apes are like the most sexually driven animal on the face. Like they don't even care if they have a sex with a man or a woman. Like they're just they're just you know like you they know, are the seventies hippies. They're just there to have a good time. Yeah. And I think like one like a greeting is like them touching each other's balls like that's like an actual greeting of the and bonobo then it's like, apes. Hello, oh, let's get it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll celebrate. They'll, they'll have an orgy just because. Just let's have an orgy. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty wow. interesting. Um, that's amazing. We need a research department at this podcast. <laughs> we need some interns. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually having a meeting with someone tomorrow about setting up some interns or something else. So okay. I'll send them on because we had this idea. Hi, it's not look, that- you can't take we can't take you in this organisation. Would you like to intern <laughs> at my pod? You know what? We can ask. We can ask. What Tony Bugle here? He is. He might have some here and there. <laughs> no, but it's it, we need people who need real skills, and why not work on real projects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really yes. <laughs> So what do you, what am I doing do today? Do you know what I'd get the intern to do? Find me my news articles and pass them to me during the show. Get me Research my coffee. Research the bonobo apes. <laughs> I need videos. I need videos. Top priority. You could be Trump. I need videos of bonobo apes. I need the gorilla channel. That's what I need. I want to watch it forever. I want to see if we can get cocaine faster than pizza. Oh. Let's try it. Well, you know what? Speaking of, the, of that one, there, <laughs> and right. I'd be like, you know, yeah. risk adverse. So the intern yeah. would get, you know, right. you know. No, going on from Trump, bit of a Trump watch. I ate, I think I brought it up, but he, like Stormy Daniels was talking about like, you know, what Trump and her did after they had sex. Mm-hmm. And apparently he would watch the Shark Week chat, like Shark Week oh. and push and make her sit down and watch Shark Week with him. <laughs> Sh- have you ever watched Shark Week? Oh, I've watched bits and pieces. No, Shark Was Week's it? amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Shark Week, but that goes out. He's a multi-millionaire, a multi, probably a billionaire at this point in time. Just had sex. If you were a multi-billionaire, you'd be you like, "Fuck, I'm doing yeah, what you want." Sit down. Who <laughs> cares? Oh, that's the funniest shit ever. What else do you have for us, Mister Turch? Okay, so there's a big, fierce trademark battle going on Ooh, yes. between Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre. Okay. 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 So you know which you know what you know you know about Dr. Dre, the gynecologist that's written that book. You know, he's an yeah. ob, he's an ob guy and he's a he's got a book out, what's it called here? The book is called um 
20 things you may not know about the vagina. So this is the Dr. Dre that you know and love. Yep, I know this Dr. Dre. That's right. And the same Dr. Dre that also <laughs> makes the vagina headphones. Vagina headphones? <laughs> What the hell? This is what the trademark... Dr. Dre is the one that does the beats, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. this other Dr. Dre is suing this Obgyne, ob, ob, you know. Yeah. Um, because he has stated that... Um, it's right, oh, this trademark... Trade, uh, it's a trademark thing. Because he's trying to say that he that the other Dr. Dre, the, the gynecologist Dr. Dre, is using the goodwill of the name of... Dr. Dre, the like, you know, the rapper and you know, creator of Beats by Dre, he's using that goodwill to help sell his book. I thought you couldn't trademark names. Well, that's a big. Dr. Dre is not just a name; it's also a name of a product. And this is where it gets a bit tricky. Mm. Also, the Dre's are spelled differently. One is Doctor. Both have got Doctor. One is D R E, which is the the rapper and, and, and entrepreneur, and the other one, the Obgyne, is D R. AI. Yeah. So they're in a legal dispute at the moment because one is saying, hey, like, you know, I'm a world famous rapper. By you writing a book about 20 things you may not know about the vagina, you're ruining my image and stuff like that. And that's not really good. You need to stop using the name Dr. Dre. Cause, and the, the gynecologist is going, well, actually, you're not even really a doctor. Ah! <laughs> and um, you've also beaten up women. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. So, and that really negatively affects my me because I've never beaten a woman. Ah. <laughs> but you up. have. Uh huh. And you're actually stopping people coming to see me. Uh-huh. So there's this really good battle going on because you know. Because Dr. Dre is also... Uh, Quick also- fun fact. If you ever want to trademark anything, capital letters. Yep. Grayscale. Yeah? Yep. Because you defend yourself against lowercase, uh-huh. but lowercase can't go uppercase. Yeah. Right? And grayscale, if it's grayscale, then you can have any colour scheme. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. So fun fact, people. So that's why the We Only Do One Take podcast is, is airtight. Yeah. This is not legal advice. And Kieran is not a lawyer. <laughs> and never will be. <laughs> but imagine that, like, your name is Dr. Dre, and you're, like, you know, you're a gynecologist. This what they look like, by the way. They're both black men. Look how happy they both are. You can really tell. Um, My God. That's the happiest I've ever seen, Dr. Dre. <laughs> but they're obviously, like, you know, you do all this training, you write a book, and then a, a, a multi billionaire rapper who sells headphones. Who hasn't released a song in about fifteen years? Suing you because you're the one that's making it the name bad. When he's beaten up women, yeah. how much, I wonder how much he made out of selling his headphones. I reckon that was. Now he go, go on with this. I think that was a better deal for iTunes for Apple than him. Okay, because now because people were already wearing them because they were cool. Yeah. So not only were people wearing them, they were wearing them on TV. Oh, I got them for the sound quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Except the sound quality is not that good. And I also <laughs> wanted, and I also wanted them to be wireless, Nile, <laughs> wireless. But but he like you know, he sold those. Now Apple owns them, but everyone's already got them. So everywhere you go and see people with 
headphones of Beats by Dre. It's just an Apple ad. They just uh, bought... All they bought was... They bought a product, a patent for a pair of headphones, which are you know just headphones at the end of the day, that are really good at cert- that one type of music. Mm. And now they have advertisements plastered everywhere that are not Apple products, but a, a different kind of products, but they're owned by the same people. I think that was a... Like, you know, what they're paying, like, three, four billion dollars? That was that was pittance mm. for that intellectual property and that branding. That was worth infinite, uh, mm-hmm. way more. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I'm looking at it anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's my turn for an article now, isn't no, it? We're, we're flying through the articles oh, yeah, today. You guys are getting their money's worth, and the money's worth is free. And, I, look, you know, why... Why... This should be our slogan. Why pay for the Herald Sun... When you, which for our American listeners is a newspaper, right? Why pay for your digital subscription when you can get all the news you need here on the podcast? We're pretty comprehensive. We, we may not be correct, but we're not very comprehensive. <laughs> Canadian Zoo find. Hey, did you hear about this one? No. Oh, you're going to love this. Canadian Zoo find after taking bear out for ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right. The trip to take a bear for dairy got hairy. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm I'm very impressed that you said that because you obviously didn't read this beforehand and you just read it now and you read that perfectly. That was amazing. Thank you. I'll do it again. The trip to take a bear for dairy hey, got hairy. You can't hairy. do it now. You can't do it. The trip to take a bear for dairy got hairy when zoo owners were fined for failing to tell authorities about the ice cream dash. <laughs> Discovery Wildlife Park in Alberta, Canada, drove Berkeley the bear to a Dairy Queen. Berkeley, <laughs> that's adorable. To Dairy Queen to get ice cream and shared a video of him being fed through a window by the store owner. By the store's owner, according to the Canadian press, the zoo's permit requires them to alert authorities before moving animals out of the zoo. The owners of the park, Doug Boss and Debbie Rayland, were charged under the Wildlife Act and admitted they had been busy and made a mistake in not telling local government about Berkeley's trip. In a statement posted on social media, the conclusion of the investigation... I would have loved to have been on that investigation. What an investigation. Has resulted... Did the the bear go? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Did he eat ice cream? Yes. (laughs) Uh, I think it's an open case, boys. (laughs) This has cost the government $500,000 for the investigation. Uh, <laughs> uh, the bear patrol wasn't working that day. <laughs> you pay the bear tax. I pay the homer tax. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's no bears. <laughs> Tax is working. <laughs> ah, the bear tax. We're here. We're queer. We don't want any more bears. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> Roll the tapes. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, I've got one more quick art. Well, how are we doing for time over there? I have another look. Uh, I think we've been going for an hour. No, it's pretty. Well, I got a quick one. Then we can do our. Then we'll uh, sign off. Do our voice over. And <laughs> uh, we'll do our voice 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 mails. Uh, the world's first goat. Golf caddies, uh, nothing fancy. Basically, I just saw pictures of 
of goats being caddies for people. I thought I'd bring it in. That's about it. Like, they're just a golf course now um, in the United States at the Silvery's Valley Ranch. Um, you can get, instead of a uh, golf cart or anything like that, you can get a goat to be your caddy. And the joke is, all I read was, they literally work for peanuts and that's all I wanted to bring in. <laughs> they literally work for peanuts. Mm. Well, next time we play golf, we should be able to get uh, goats. Yeah. Oh, they're pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I would just be worried that like the goat would just run <laughs> off with all my stuff. I would be, yes, I'd be worried about that too. That's about it. And I like to bring food when I play golf. And oh, I'd that's be worried gone. That, uh, they ate through tin cans. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my, my food would be gone, so that was not good. By the way, the printing quality, I know that our listeners can't see, but jeez, that's got a shine to it. Oh, well, you know, sometimes the government does blow It's just printed little, by the government. Printed by the government. Your tax dollar at work. <laughs> bloody, bloody brilliant stuff. Oh, Kieran, thank you for another fantastic episode. It's been... It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, everyone, please check out on our Facebook, there's a new video of a monster truck ad that uh, a Yubi did do the voiceover for and I added some visuals and some music and all that sort of stuff on onto the back of it it's pretty funny which is brilliant by the way if you want to be a guest I th- say shout out yeah shout out send us a message we'll get you on the show as long as you've got some, something fun to talk about or something that, if you do something really cool you know someone that's cool drop us a line why not and you can also send us a voicemail so you just, you just record it on your phone we'll make it sound good and we'll uh, we'll get it on here well uh, church will make it sound good uh, yeah. uh, that, that's, that's always I want case. nothing to do with that that's always the case, isn't it? <laughs> by uh, the way, by the way, I'll be editing this episode. That's right. Bringing my grand total up to three. Three, <laughs> yes. Um, make sure you give us a like on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, iTunes. Give us a like, give us a share. Give us a, co- a rate, a rating on Facebook as well. We just got a new rating from, uh, from another person, another five-star rating. We're doing very, very well. Ooh. Other than that, I think that's about it. Let's get to some uh, some voicemails. Kieran, thank you for another fantastic episode. No worries, thank you too. And we'll see you all next Thursday. I don't understand why when it starts raining, people's driving skills fall out of their asses. Friday was a prime example. I was driving to Bendigo and the rain was torrential. Half the bastards on the road didn't have their lights on. I don't give a rat's ass what your reason is for not putting them on, but for fuck's sake, it's not goddamn brain surgery. Put your freaking lights on so that I can see you coming and get out of your crazy ass way. Sure, the speed limit is 110, but if I can't see 10 metres in front of me and water is being sprayed on my windscreen by your fucking... You know what? I listened to this. I was at work when I listened to this. I thought to myself, this person wrote it down... It's brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. But you can t- really tell, like, she wrote it down and has written where I'm going to be angrier. <laughs> Just keep playing it. I'm uh, loving this. 
acting ridiculously, unsafe driving, and making my visibility temporarily zero. Of course, I'm not going to drive at 110. So stay the fuck off my ass. Let me pass the car in front of me at the speed that I feel safe driving at. And then you can drive like a bat out of hell and put your life, your passengers, and lives of anyone else on the road in danger. Hey, boys. Aaron here. Long-time listener, first-time ranter. I'm glad you guys have given me the opportunity to do this because what I'm going to rant about is... Oh, it really gets me. It really, really gets me. And sure, people are going to have a go at me for it being a first-world problem, but, you know, I, I don't care. It's, it, it's entirely... It's, it's so much a part of our everyday lives that the fact that it was taken away is blasphemy is possibly the best word to describe what it actually is okay okay i've listened to this what do you think it is at this point <laughs> i've got no idea but he's hooked me with blasphemy yeah it's, it's building up it's such a good build all right let's go to take this away from me the actual act of taking this away from me or society in general is blasphemy could be termed or described as blasphemy anyways I'll get on with the problem. The problem is the auxiliary input being taken away from mobile phones, specifically the iPhone. (laughs) Now, when I first looked again... Blasphemy! (laughs) This is no joke. This was an issue for me the other day. Oh, listen, he's he's good. Getting the iPhone 7 Plus, I needed the big screen. I've got to do a lot of signatures for work. When I first looked at getting the iPhone 7 Plus... I thought that a very, very small, insignificant part of that device was the loss of auxiliary input, was them taking away the ability to plug a cable into the phone that would allow you to listen to music through an external device, for instance, the car. We all know what an auxiliary input is. I don't need to explain what that is. I shouldn't even have to be talking about auxiliary inputs because they shouldn't have taken it away from me in the first place for me to have to rant about it. They've taken away the auxiliary input, and in the box that you get with the phone, you get a set of headphones that has the converted flash or or, or lightning connector from the head earphones that you get with there. the device that converts, you and you can plug an it into where the power socket is for the iPhone, which is ridiculous. Power and sound are two different things. You know, they they both use electricity, sure. They do. But one's an output, one's an input. Uh-huh, just idea. the fact that they've got an output going to where an input should be, it's just, it's so confusing. <laughs> it's so ridiculously confusing. And it's the practical side science. of things that really, that really starts to fuck with you. How many cars have Bluetooth? Not the cars I drive. I'm not a rich, rich Chinese businessman. <laughs> no, I hear you, buddy. Western uh, Caucasian man, <laughs> businessman of business, doing with the money, with BMW money. I don't have BMW money or Mercedes money. Sh- shit, I don't even have new car money. I'm driving a Ford Falcon right now. There's no, a there's car. a tape player yeah. in this Ford Falcon I drive. It doesn't even have an auxiliary input. <laughs> sort of defeats the purpose of um, me talking about the auxiliary input. All I'm trying to say is not everyone has Bluetooth, but hey. Here's what iPhone have done. Even if you do have Bluetooth, so you can technically connect I feel like he's driving a Bluetooth device to your phone, not all of them work. 
Not every single Bluetooth device like works. Just, I feel like For he's some a reason, part of the show. unbeknownst to me, <laughs> the Bluetooth doesn't work on every device. So they've taken away the auxiliary input, the auxiliary input which is the physical way to connect to your phone, to an external device. Connect your phone to an external device. And they've said, you guys can just connect with Bluetooth because Bluetooth's the future. You know, wireless is everything nowadays. You know, we're, we're moving ahead. We're moving ahead. Oh, but, but no, you can't connect to every Bluetooth device. I've never no, had that no, issue. only certain Bluetooth devices. So, of course, the first set of headphones that I get, the first set of Bluetooth headphones that I get, Philips, a well-known <laughs> brand in electronics, a Philips set of headphones that cost me $90 didn't connect to the Bluetooth on the iPhone. Great. Wonderful. That that's just awesome. That's fine. Well, you know, but that's okay. That, does, that doesn't really matter. I can just get a normal set of headphones and I can buy the converter for $12. <laughs> 12 bucks. that's it. But they don't sell the converter in gas stations. They don't sell the converter at 7-Eleven where I frequent. You don't know. You've got to go into JB Hi-Fi or Harvey Norman or the good guys or some something like that. Not They're not open all the time. Tandy. And when I'm losing Tandy. that converter, it's not Dick Smith. between the hours of 9 to 5. No, it's overnight. You know, it's after a big rowdy night out and it's falling <laughs> in between the cracks between my chair and the centre console in my car. I hear you, man. Well, I can't reach and I need a new one. Well, not that I can't reach, I just can't find it. Gone. Absolutely gone. $15 for that. But the accessibility is practically impossible. Then if you want to have both power and listening at the same time. Power and huge, listening. It, it's like we've gone back in time. They've taken it away so we can appreciate... It must be. They've taken it away so that we can appreciate just the ability of charging and listening to music at the same time. You know, that in itself. It's yeah, such a yeah. huge technological advancement. They just wanted to show us again. They just wanted to take it away just so we could see. $50 for a device that, can, <laughs> that allows me to charge and listen to music at the same time. $50 friggin' dollars. And again... You gotta go between the hours of nine to five to a JB Hi-Fi or Harvey Norman or something ridiculous like that. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, the you know what the craziest thing was? Back on back onto the Bluetooth headphones. I should have covered this before. The Bluetooth headphones that that Apple made to suit these devices hadn't even been released when the device was released with no friggin' auxiliary input. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. They take it away from us and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bluetooth headphones, it's all right, it's fine. You can use Bluetooth headphones. We've made some. We've made some really cool. They're really cool. They're little, little ear pieces that sit in your ear. You've probably seen everyone getting around with them. They're a lot cheaper now, now that they're actually available. <laughs> and they sit in your ear and it, you can you can speak Apple. and it hears you and you look like a douche still. It's like wearing those Bluetooth he- uh, ear pieces. You still look like a douche. But God damn it, it wasn't available when I got the iPhone. I think I've covered everything. <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Rant over.